Welcome to the Sleep Fairy Way podcast. I'm your host, Jessalyn Romney, a baby sleep consultant and a mother of four. I'm here to teach you everything I know about baby sleep, motherhood, postpartum, and more. I'm so happy you're here. Hello and welcome to the podcast today. I'm so excited. We have a special guest today. Her name is Rochelle Navarro and she is from Happy Birthing. She's going to talk to us today all about hypnobirthing. And if you are wanting to go, you know, give birth an unmedicated route, she is your go-to. So she's going to talk to us today about three different myths that or misconceptions that people have about natural birth. And she's going to debunk those for us and tell us the truth about it. So I'm so excited to have her. Rochelle, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm, I'm so super excited. I'm so happy you're here and you're just a wealth of knowledge. So I can't wait to hear what you have to teach us today. Um, okay. Will you just give us a little bit of background about you? Like tell us who yep. you are, where you're from, and then how did you get into this to begin with? Totally. So I always grew up thinking I am just going to get an epidural or maybe I'll plan a cesarean. Um, I just honestly thought that was the way that you're supposed to have a baby. That's what my sisters did, my older two sisters. And um, I feel like that's just like super common here in the United States. And then I moved to the Netherlands. That's where my husband is from. And if you would do the research, you would see that the Netherlands has just their first of all their maternal mortality rate is amazing but um like it's just meaning like it's really really low and um just their care is so good so everybody in the netherlands delivers with the midwife it does not matter if you're delivering at home if you're delivering in the hospital you will only see an ob if you are considered high risk and that's like actually high risk that's not like oh we're measuring your baby and we think it might be big so let's go to an ob it's like no you're having twins or there's some kind of an emergency or you're maybe testing positive for um gb or something right so when i was there i learned all about this way of birthing. And I became really passionate about it. And so I thought, okay, like I'll do a home birth. Like everyone in the, everyone in the Netherlands does home birth. So I was, I was like, I'll try it. Were you there um, at this time or were you just visiting? I was there living. Like I lived there eight years. Oh my gosh. Wait, I didn't know that about you. Can we just pause? Like, how did you meet your husband? And I had no idea that you lived there for eight years. So my mom's from my mom's from the Netherlands. So my mom grew up with my husband's dad. So I would actually go out there every summer. So I've known my husband literally since we were baby. We have like pictures of us when we were little. Oh my gosh, what the heck? This is so cute. I did not know know this about you. Okay, so fun. So fast forward, we like fall in love, get married and I love Holland. So we, we stayed there. Okay. Um, And so anyways, I just was like, okay, well, I'll just kind of do it. How everyone does it here. Everyone was so passionate about it. Now, the mistake I made though, with my first birth was, I, I didn't prepare personally. Like I didn't take any class. I didn't read any books. Um, I just saw my midwife. That was it. And so when I actually came down to laboring, I did not know what I was doing. Like I didn't know how to breathe correctly. Um, everything that I was feeling 
honestly was so painful. Like I couldn't believe what was happening. I was like, there's no way women birth like this. Did you go in totally, did you go in totally blindly? Totally what? Sorry. Blind. Sorry. Did you go oh, in blindly? Blind. Yeah. I, I just went in based off of what other people would tell me. And so I was like, I ended up having to get transferred to the hospital with my first one. Um, and then that's when I saw an OB because that was necessary. If I lived here in the United States, I 100% would have had to get a cesarean. Um, but I was really grateful that I had a doctor that was a little older. So he was in his like late seventies. He was retiring that year, but he knew how to do an episiotomy. He knew how to use forceps. Um, he knew how to use a vacuum. So I got very, very lucky with him. So I was able to still have a vaginal delivery, but the thing in, in Holland is they will not give you an epidural once you hit seven centimeters. So when I got to the hospital, I could still feel everything. And I didn't know how to breathe through it. Like I seriously, genuinely didn't understand what was happening. I didn't know what to do. So fast forward to my second birth. I Nobody can see my face right now on the podcast, but my <laughs> jaw is like on the floor. I am like so... I'm just blown away that you went through this. And then also, I'm just so impressed that you like, after that, we're like, I'm going to try again. Because I think a lot of people would be like, never mind, epidural from now on. Yeah. I can't wait to hear the rest of the story. Okay, sorry. Keep going. It's like so funny to say that because my second birth or my second baby when I got pregnant, (laughs) when I told people I want another home birth, like even my midwife, because I used the same midwife, because she was amazing. Like nothing that I, nothing that happened in my birth was her fault. Um, everyone thought I was crazy for wanting to do another home birth. But at that point, I felt so entitled. Like I was like, no, this is happening. I am having another home birth and I'm going to have the birth that I thought I was supposed to have. But I went into this birth so different. I took a hypnobirthing class. I even took a Lamaze class. I did prenatal yoga and I read like every single book out there about just controlling your mind and your body. And I became extremely passionate about how our mind functions during any type of stressful situation or can be stressful. Right. So with my second, I, I, I hate to say it because I don't want to give people this misconception, which we'll talk about in a little bit, mm-hmm. but I, I honestly feel like with my second, it was pain-free it was uncomfortable. And I definitely had moments where I was like, Oh my goodness, this is so intense. But when it comes down to feeling pain, I don't remember feeling that I remember being in complete control. And I owe that truly to this hypnobirthing technique that I learned. So after that birth, I became like so passionate about educating as many people as I could. So all my friends in Holland, I'm like, this is what you need to do. These are the oils you use. These are the acupressure points you should do. Read this book, read that, go take that class. And so then I came here to Arizona. I moved here back to be with my family because I miss them. And um, I was going to say, what brought you back here? So your family is here. My family's here in Arizona. My husband always wanted to live in Arizona. And I just got to a point where I wanted to be around my sister's kids. Like I wanted my kids to grow up with their cousins. Yeah. So that's why we moved back. I found out what a doula is and I was like, oh, cool. Like I'm going to become a birth doula. I became a birth doula, loved being a doula, but my passion truly was 
educating. And I could tell that my doula clients that were taking hypnobirthing classes, not through me yet, because I wasn't teaching yet, but another great instructor that used to, that used to be here. Um, they would take her classes in those clients night and day compared to the clients that I had that did not take the hypnobirthing class. Really? It, like, honestly, so completely different. So that's why I was like, I need to start educating. And so I became hypnobirthing certified and I've been teaching four years and I just, it's amazing. I love it. I like, can't believe how much we've grown. We have five instructors now and it's amazing. I love it. So that's where that is amazing. Sorry if that was really long. No, no. Oh my gosh. The more information, the better. And I just, I didn't know, like we did a live like maybe two years ago together. And I feel like so much of this information is still so new. So I just, I'm loving learning all about this. That is, that is such a crazy story and so beautiful. And I love that you saw like where there was a need and you're feeling that need. Yes. Oh my gosh. Such a need. Like I, I can't even tell you, like we'll have second, third time moms that will come and take our class who didn't the first time. And they'll come in and they'll be like, I didn't even realize that was an option. Or I didn't realize that I could say no to that, to my OB, or I didn't even know that my body was working that way. Like seriously, such a need for people to be more educated on how our mind and our body work together. That is incredible. That's amazing. And I, yeah, I'm just blown away. I didn't realize too, because I, I mean, I've, I've kind of talked about this with my second child. I had a bad experience with my epidural with my first, I had a spinal headache. So with my second, I'm like, for sure, I'm not getting an epidural. Like I can labor pretty easily, to be honest. Like I slowly labor. So like at 35, 36 weeks, I'm usually at a five. And then by 36, 37 weeks, I'm usually at a six or seven. So like my body just kind of dilates anyway. So I'm like, I'm already halfway there. Like, what's the big deal? You know? So when I got, when I got to the hospital though, you know, I was at like a five or six and I'm like, yeah, I'm doing this. And so I get to a seven and then my brain was like picturing my son coming out of me and I could not get past that. So I couldn't dilate past the seven because I just like shut down. That's my right. body like went in survival mode and I like couldn't do anything. And so I ended up getting an epidural because I was like, I can't progress because I can't get past this because I was not prepared. Girl, you are literally exp- explaining what hypnobirthing is because that's <laughs> what happens. Your mind goes into the spider flight. Yes. So what's happening is your, your mind literally goes into this freeze mode, exactly like you just said. So you can't connect it yet, which is where the hypnobirthing, like meditations and breathing techniques like come in. Would have, would have come into place. Yeah. I mean, he's seven now, so it's a little late for me, <laughs> but like I really could have used that technique because I was so determined. Like, I mean, I had, I had done like some meditations and like things before, like, but I didn't like dive into hypnobirthing like I should have, um, because I was so close. Like I was so close, but that mental block was so real. Mm -hmm. And even like every time they came in, they're like, yeah, you're just not progressing at all. And I'm like, it's because I'm literally picturing my baby coming out of me and I can't get past it. So you hit transition and transition is the hardest part of labor. So honestly, everything you're saying, I'm like, yep, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah. So when does transition happen? Well, it used to be seven. So when you say seven years ago, your transition would have been at seven centimeters, but now they just changed it. Now it's at eight centimeters. 
Oh, okay. Normally transition only takes between 20 to 40 minutes. It's like the fastest phase of labor, but also super, super intense. That, yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's like, once I got my epidural, I think he was born like 30 minutes later. Yes. And yep. it's because I like relaxed and then my body was like, all right, I'm ready. Yeah. But totally. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, if I could rewind seven years, then I would have <laughs> I I come to you about your sleep program. I'm like, oh man, with my first two kids, if only I knew like all your knowledge, that would have been amazing. Well, oh. you are pregnant, so you get to do it again. I oh my I gosh. Wait. I can't wait. I should have you on again after you have your baby so we can go through like your experience with your birth and everything. That'd be so fun. When are you due? I'm due end of May. Oh my gosh, Rochelle, that's so soon. It's so soon. I know. Okay. So exciting. Okay. So I know, I mean, cause I'm the same way. I'm sure that so many people just have all these misconceptions about hypnobirthing and there's just these myths out there that probably just turn people away. Kind of like sleep training. I know people like hear things and they're like, ah, and so they avoid it. And I'm sure that you get stuff like that all the time. So I know today you're going to share three myths that people have about hypnobirthing. So do you just want to dive in? Just tell us what the first myth is Totally. That you hear all the time. I think the biggest myth about hypnobirthing is that hypnobirthing will give you a pain-free birth. Like that is what we hear all the time. And people assume that because they're taking a hypnobirthing class or because they're practicing the methods that they're going to go into their birth feeling nothing. And that is entirely untrue. Yes. I just said that I did have a very low pain birth, right? Like I, I'm, it's, it's really weird because I don't even like using the word pain. Um, in our classes, we really stay away from that word because we genuinely believe it's a mindset. So we actually try and use the word pressure or discomfort, um, something along those lines. Okay. Um, but I remember when I was first teaching the class, I, think I probably didn't clarify that it means that you won't have a pain-free birth, if that makes sense. And so I would have some moms reach out to me and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I had, you know, blah, blah, blah. I feel like such a hypnobirthing failure. And I'm like, no, you're not a hypnobirthing failure. You did everything right. What it is with hypnobirthing is we cannot control the variables of birth. There's so, so, so much that can happen during labor, right? We don't know if you're going to have high blood pressure, if the baby is possibly going to be posterior, which means that they're face up instead of face down, right? Baby can be transverse, baby can be breached. We don't know like what's going to happen during birth. And so the whole idea with hypnobirthing is not to give you a pain-free birth, but to give you an empowering and positive experience. So I always say like with my very first birth that I just talked about, that was very traumatic for me. Nothing during that birth would have changed. So if I would have learned hypnobirthing and if I would have known how to breathe and how to meditate and how to do all the things, I still would have been transferred to the hospital. I still would have had to see an OB. I still probably would have had to have an episiotomy and would have had to have like a forcep delivery. But what would have made the difference 
is that I would have had the tools and the techniques to be able to breathe correctly through each of my surges, which is a contraction we call contractions surges and hypnobrinic. So I would have been able to breathe through it and I would have been in so much more control. I probably would have felt an intense amount of pain because it was a very hard, hard birth, but my mindset would have been completely different. And so that's what we try and teach is, Hey, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if you're going to get transferred. We don't know if you're going to go into a cesarean. We don't know what, what interventions you're going to have, but what we can help you with is being in control of those variables and making sure that you feel confident. And after your birth, you're still going to feel empowered and you're still going to feel like I knew everything possible. And I'm so happy the way that you personally, who's laboring handled that situation. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes, that makes perfect sense. Um, I think that that, I mean, I didn't know that that was totally a myth that I believe too. I'm like, well, if you do hypnobirthing, it's like this calm, Zen, beautiful, relaxing experience, kind of like you're getting a massage, like you're in the zone, your baby comes mm -hmm. out, everything's great. Um, that's kind of a misconception I had too. So basically you're saying you can't, you can't control that part of it. You can't control what's going to happen, but you can be in control of yourself and your mental space through the entire experience. Totally. And it's all, and still possible to have a pain-free birth. It's still possible to have this really beautiful, calm delivery. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's what hypnobirthing necessarily is. I don't want people to have that misconception of it because it breaks mm -hmm. my heart when people think that they're a failure just yeah. because like in my classes, we actually now will show, actually we always did this, but the birth videos that we show, um, we like to make sure that the moms in our classes and the dads in our classes can hear the mom laboring so that they realize that while they're actually laboring and pushing the baby out, moaning and groaning and making noises is very, very normal and very good. Actually, there's actually science behind it that when you're moaning or groaning, you're actually stimulating your vagus nerve, which is helping your parasympathetic sphere stay calm which is the whole idea behind hypnobirthing, right? So sometimes you'll see videos and you'll, you'll see like these moms and they're making no noise, but are they, or are they not? Cause there's always music over it. Right. 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 So totally. it's just about honestly being in control and not going into that fight or flight mode, which is what you did. It sounds like with, which is totally, totally what I did. Okay. So then yeah. I guess this is just kind of a follow up question. Then what is your like exact definition of hypnobirthing? That is a great question. I don't know the exact definition because I don't. It does. I mean, not like the definition out there. Like, how would you define it okay. yourself? Because yeah. I'm like, I can look and like. No, like what? Like, if someone were to ask you, like, because sleep training can, you know, can mean so many different things. But like to me personally, I have my own definition of sleep training. So what? When you okay. think of hypnobirthing, and when you're going to describe it to your client, how would you define it? How would you describe it? I would define it as having a positive birth experience by being educated, feeling calm, empowered, confident, and being supported. Perfect. That's how I would personally define hypnobirthing. Okay. No, I love that because I feel like. A lot of times, I mean, like you said, especially in America, like we just kind of go to our doctor and we just let them take over. Like we're there, 
we don't know what's going to happen. Like a lot of people go into it scared because they're like, I have no idea what to expect. Like you can, can take a birthing class at the hospital, but they're like, this is an epidural. We'll put this machine on your tummy. But it's like, okay, but what happens like when the baby comes out? Like what's happening to my body? We don't understand that. And there's just a lot of unknowns, I think. And we just like hand it over to the doctors. And again, which is fine. Like that, I mean, that's what I did. That's what a lot of people do. And it it's okay. But if you're wanting to educate yourself and feel empowered through the experience, it sounds like that's what hypnobirthing is. Totally. And that's, that really is good. I'm not sure I understand. Oh gosh. Sorry. My Siri always <laughs> talks to me. This is mine actually, but no, <laughs> every mom and every dad to go in feeling educated. Okay. Perfect. That's yeah. amazing. No, that was, that was the perfect definition. Okay. What is myth number two? So I would say myth number two is not always having a vaginal birth. So this one's an interesting one because people will think, okay, I'm going to do hypnobirthing. So that means I'm going to give birth vaginally, which yes, honestly, when you do hypnobirthing, you have a like significant higher chance of having a vaginal birth. But again, we can't control those variables, mm-hmm. right? So occasionally, yes, you're going to have to go into a cesarean. And so the idea again with hypnobirthing, like we just talked about is knowing how to stabilize your parasympathetic sphere so that even when you go into a cesarean, you feel like you're in complete control. My older sister who didn't know anything about this yet, she actually owns happy birthing with me. She had four cesareans and she wishes that she knew what hypnobirthing was when she had her babies. She's eight years older than me. So her babies, I mean, her kids are like teenagers and way older than my kids. Um, And she's like, man, I just wish that I knew these techniques because even when you go into a cesarean, you can feel so much anxiety right? You're still in there. You're being put down. You still feel a bunch of pressure in your belly when they are performing the surgery. It's a huge, huge, huge surgery. I've had moms come to me who know they're getting a cesarean and they'll say, Hey, can you please give me just like a brief refresher? Can we do a fear release meditation? And can we prepare for their cesarean through hypnobirthing? And then several moms in our classes who do end up in cesareans, you know, they'll reach back out and they'll say, Hey, we wanted to update you on our birth. We ended up in a cesarean, but I'm so grateful. We took the class because we feel like we did everything we could before we actually had to make the decision to do a cesarean. And they were able to use those techniques in that like OR, right? Something else that is completely crazy is when we take the course as an instructor, when we get certified through the hypnobirthing Institute. Okay. Um, so we get instructor instructed, right. And how, um, so they show us a video of a mom who the epidural wouldn't work on her. Okay. So she couldn't do it. So she had to do an unmedicated birth, but there were so many complications that she actually had to get a cesarean. Like she had to, there was no choice. And the anesthesia wouldn't work on her. So she couldn't go under, this is extremely rare, but she couldn't go under. 
and the epidural wasn't working. So she like had to use her hypnobirthing and no joke. She had a cesarean with no medication and she just used her mind and she just put in her meditations and they just did it. Oh my gosh. She gets pregnant again, has to have another cesarean and she chooses to do a cesarean again with no medication. And that was purely through hypnobirthing. I'm sure like it's so, I know it sounds so crazy and people are probably like, that's not true, but it really is true. Like we watched the video. It was insane. It was insane. And that was through the hypnobirthing techniques that she learned preparing for her labor. That is so crazy. And so interesting. Something that I, that is just kind of like hitting my mind as you're saying all of this is like, for some reason, uh, this is probably, I don't know, maybe this is one of your myths, but I always thought that like with hypnobirthing, you're just kind of paired like hypnobirthing, doula, home birth, it all just goes together. But what I'm learning from you, and this just shows like how much I didn't know, hypnobirthing is completely separate. Whether you go to an OB, a doula, a midwife, like you can take a hypnobirthing class and then continue to go whichever route you want to go and use those tools regardless of how you have your baby. Totally. What's crazy is when I first started, I would say 90% of my students were hospital births. 90% were all people that were going to the hospital. So yeah, it really, really doesn't matter where you're at. I actually feel like hypnobirthing is almost more beneficial when you're going to the hospital versus staying at home. And that's just because you have to take the car ride there. You have to go into triage. You have multiple nurses coming to you, asking you millions of questions. Then you have your nurse that gets off shift. Then your new, like, right. Then your new nurse who comes in and introduces, right. Then you have maybe a different OB that you're not used to or different. It gets like, there's a lot going on. There's so much going on that I'm like, you know, everybody needs it. Obviously you need it at home too, though. I did for sure with my first. So yeah, that's for sure. It can be any type of birth. That is, that is so interesting. And so amazing. I am, this is like, I don't know, another question that just came to my mind. If you are, okay. So say you are at home and you want to have a birth at home. At what point do you, and do you make this call? Are you there for the birth or do you just ed- educate beforehand? But I'm wondering at what point are they like, okay, now we have to transfer to the hospital. Like, how did you know when you had to go to the hospital? Okay. So for me, like I knew I had to go to the hospital because I had already been pushing for 20 minutes mm-hmm. and the midwife could tell that my baby's heart rate was dropping. So she was like, okay, we need to head to the hospital. Um, which honestly is very rare super, super, super rare that that actually happens, but my baby was posterior and I wasn't educated yet on how to be able to push out a posterior baby. Like I, now I'm like, Oh, I got it. It's fine. Like, (laughs) but but my first one, I was like, what is happening to my body? And that's also what I love about hypnobirthing is you're learning about your body and how it's functioning during too. Um, but like here in the United States, it really depends on your midwife. So if you have like a certified nurse midwife, they can actually do a lot more for you at your home, Mm. um, versus a licensed midwife. They have to transfer you sometimes a lot sooner, depending on what kind of things they can do. Like a certified nurse midwife can pretty much do everything an OB can do except perform surgery. So, so they could do an episiotomy or whatever you needed. Totally. It's it's so rare though, because they'll you know, they'll try and prefer and have you tear instead of an episiotomy, but yeah, they could 
technically. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And so you're saying now too, like with the techniques you have learned, you could totally deliver a baby posterior, no problem. Like so, it's possible. Like I'm not even worried. I mean, it is because deep down it's like a fear of mine because it's obviously happened with my first. So I'm like, oh, yeah. is this going to happen again? But then I'm like, but I can do it. I'm like, wait, like it's totally possible. I can do it. Yeah. I know what to do now. And I'm totally, I'm way more educated. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. That's amazing. Okay. Rochelle, what is myth number three? So myth number three, I would say is you are not going to be in a Zen the whole time. Oh my gosh. I can't tell you how many times we have partners, like the dads come to our class Yeah, and they are expecting us to hypnotize you, right? (laughs) It's so funny. They're like, I thought this was going to be like, you know, meditations the whole time and you working on our mind in terms of like, literally like, you know, like a clock that goes back and like a little, (laughs) you're just like dangling a clock in front of their eyes. Exactly. Like going back and forth in front of your face. Yeah. Um, and that's, we, I mean, it's such a big misconception that that's what people think you're doing the whole time during labor is literally just being hypnotized. I actually hate the name hypnobirthing because I feel like it gives you such a misconception already from the beginning. Like yeah. just people immediately thinking, oh, I'm going to get hypnotized because they're used to those street hypnotists, right? That you see it like right. schools or like maybe on shows or like, I don't know, anywhere. Right. Um, but again, no, that's not what we're doing. We're training your mind like you would train for a marathon. Okay. So if you're going to go run a 26 miler, you have to put the time in to train your body, right? You can't just like wake up tomorrow and go do it. And it is the exact same thing with hypnobirthing. Your body already knows what to do. It are like your uterus has three muscle layers. It already knows how to work together, but your mind doesn't actually know how to handle that intense pressure that you're going to start feeling when you start laboring. So to be able to have this really beautiful, positive birth experience, you have to take the time beforehand to train the mind. And that goes back into your autonomic nervous system. There's two parts. You have your parasympathetic sphere and you have your sympathetic sphere. The parasympathetic sphere is where you want to be, but if you aren't taking the time to train that part of your mind, then what happens is your mind goes into the sympathetic sphere, which is your fight or flight. And it perceives labor as a threat, just like if you'd be in the middle of the woods and a bear would come, right? Your mind perceives that as a threat. And you're like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Right. And you want to run. But should you run? Because I mean, who knows? But right, right. And you just freeze, like you kind of just freeze. freeze. So during labor, we want to avoid that. We want to avoid being in that fight or flight. We want to stay in that healing part of the brain where you feel super calm. And there's so many techniques that you can learn through hypnobirthing so that when you actually go into labor, your mind is already accustomed to any type of stressful situation. So it knows how to stay calm. And it's like, oh wait, I've done this before. I know how to breathe. Oh wait, remember those meditations? And your mind will automatically go back into this, to this calm reality, I guess. So it does have to do with the Zen, right? When people say like, oh, you're going to be hypnotized the whole time. 
we want to ideally be in this like really calm state, but that's not always the situation, which is why you, your mind will go into this fight or flight occasionally, and then you just bring it back to this calm part of the part of the brain, if that makes okay, sense. Okay. Yeah. So your body is going to have an automated response, but you train it, you train it to like pull back into the calm response. I'm wondering if I can do hypnobirthing for toddlers. Like how do I stay calm around toddlers? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I use my like the breast that I learned in hypnobirthing. I use it all the time with my kids. Oh all my gosh. The time. Like it's the best practice. And even with my kids, what's really interesting is when they're having like a tantrum or a meltdown, like I can tell now, like, oh, they're in the autonomic nervous system. Like they're in the sympathetic sphere. I got to wait for them to get out of it. And then I can go over there and then I can have an educated conversation with them. Like, it's like, it's changed my whole mindset, even in parenting, like it's applicable to everything. It's actually, it's really similar to EMDR, but we don't have to get into that, but yeah. Okay. So basically I still need to take your class, even though I'm done having babies so that I can raise my babies in a calm state of mind. (laughs) Anyone would benefit. It's so funny. I actually have several people reach out like this Thursday I'm teaching and we have like a trauma counselor. She's going to come and join the class just to learn about it. Like another doula, like it's like, yeah, I'm making my husband take the class too. Cause I'm like, I'm I'm due end of May. Right. So I told my husband, I'm like, you got to come because I know what I'm doing, but I need you to know like what I'm doing and how to support me. Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. Okay. So when you do classes, do you, do you find that most come with their partners? Yes. Highly recommend Sometimes they don't due to like maybe scheduling conflicts, um, or, you know, maybe they're a single mom and so they don't have a partner to bring, but we do Mm -hmm. encourage having someone there that's going to be at your birth. So it's a support person, your partner. Yeah. Bring a doula. That's going to be at your birth. Bring a mom who will be at your birth. Um, you're maybe a sister, but highly recommend because the class isn't just for the mom, believe it or not. It's so important for the partner to know what phase of labor that the mom is in so that they know how to support them because a huge part of labor too, and just hypnobirthing in general is making sure you have that support so that you can feel confident. That's why when you labor at home and you use hypnobirthing, your birth is like significantly faster than when you go to the hospital. And the reason for that is because when you transfer to a hospital, you completely just changed your environment. So now you're all these people you don't know. And there's so many, like there's just so much stuff going on. But if you have that one support person that took the class with you, they will know how to be able to make sure they're kind of, we kind of call it like they're guarding you. Yeah. They're kind of guarding you and making sure no one can come to you. Cause we say mom's job is to relax, breathe and visualize. That's literally all we want them to do. And the partner's job is to do everything else. They're signing the papers, talking to the nurses or the midwives, grabbing the water, grabbing the food, bringing the towels, like mom's job should only be to focus on herself. It shouldn't be anything else. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Honestly. Oh, 
Okay, Rochelle, you, oh, seriously, I feel like I could talk to you all day because this is so much, so much good information. Um, if somebody wants to learn more about this or if they're like really wanting to do this, where, where should they even start? So if you're like a mom who's pregnant and you're like, oh, I really want to learn um, more about hypnobirthing and use that to prepare for their labor, um, then definitely find a hypnobirthing class around you. If you're in Arizona, that's where we're located. We have in-person classes all month long. Um, you can head to our website, which is happybirthingaz.com. We also do virtual classes. So if you're out of state, um, we do that. But if you want an in-person class and you're out of state, you know, look it up. You can go to the Hypnobirthing Institute and on there, they'll have like a whole, like, you know, whatever it's called, itinerary of yeah. who is in your state and who can teach hypnobirthing and you just reach out to them. Oh, interesting. Okay. And you are, you're starting an online class though, so that people, like you said, you do it virtually, but you're starting like an online course. Is that right? So that people can do it from anywhere? Yes. So right now my sister and I are in um, the middle of creating an e-course, which we're like so stoked about. So excited. It's been on my bucket list literally since I started this big business four years ago. So I'm just like so excited that we're finally doing it. So that's yes, amazing. Available where you can honestly just buy it and it's just pre-recorded and you can watch it at your own, like in your own home, at your own pace, all that stuff. Totally. Amazing. Do you, do you have a launch like time frame for that or not yet? Like, are you not doing it before, much. before you have your baby? No, I mean the, no, the idea is to have everything recorded before I have my baby launch okay. probably be like end of summer. Okay. Oh, that's so soon though. And then, okay. I have yeah. one more question. At what point is it too late? Like if I'm eight months pregnant, am I just like too that's late? Good, that's such a good question. So we always recommend for the classes, like our series, we say, look, try and take the class between 18 and 30 weeks, because we want you to be done with the class by 35 weeks. Okay. But we've had moms take our class where they actually went past their due date in their fifth class. Okay. Sorry. We've had moms take our class for the fifth class of the series, which is the last class was past their due date, but oh my gosh, <laughs> to take it. Otherwise we also like personally, we offer, um, a crash course, Oh, which is like just like a one-time class for three hours. Okay. So if I'm like 37 weeks and I'm like, crap, I missed the boat. I could take the crash course, totally. do all the prep work I can. And it's still possible to like learn everything. I mean, obviously the more you prep, the better, but it's yeah. still possible <laughs> to have a, like a positive birth experience, even if you decide at 37 weeks that you want to go that route. Totally. I mean, it's not a hypnobirthing series, of course, yeah. like you're not going to get the five classes out of it. Right. Um, but we do try and at least give as much information as we can in three hours for moms who procrastinated or just didn't have time, or maybe just like, can't figure out their schedule to do all five classes. It's hard for like second, third time moms who have kids and have to totally. there every week. Yeah, it really is. But still, that's good to know that it's like, there's options. There's options even if you're getting really close to your birth. Totally. 
Okay, Rochelle, thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you? I know you said your website. Do you hang out most on Instagram? Where where can people find you? Honestly, yes, Instagram. That's where we're at every day. Um, happybirthing.az. Otherwise, our um our our website, happybirthingaz.com. Okay, perfect. I will link both of those in the show notes. So if you're listening and you want to go check out Rochelle, check out the show notes. I'll link that there. Thank you so much again for being here. You're amazing. It was so good to talk to you and I will be in touch. I will be in touch to find out how your birth went and also about your online course coming up. So can't wait to hear about it. Hey, thank you so much. Have a good day. All right. Bye. Bye. If you want to learn more about the resources I have to offer, head to thesleepfairyway.com or follow me on Instagram at the underscore sleepfairy. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next time.